0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. So this episode we're going to be talking about Mars leaving Gemini on Finally, after seven months in Gemini, which is completely unheard of, Mars takes two years to go all the way around. So roughly it spends about two months in each sign. So it's more than tripled its amount of time spent in Gemini. So we're ready. We're ready for the next sign. I mean, this whole month of March has been so many massive changes with Saturn going into Pisces and uh, the end of the retrograde and also uh, Pluto going into Aquarius and the Aries new moon I mean it's phenomenal what we're going through and so this change just to happen in March as well it really is kind of like um, a quick left turn astrologically speaking but when Mars gets out of Gemini media fuss, excitement, talking, connections, you know, going a bit crazy into much softer, family-orientated, love-orientated, full of empathy and caring and sentimental values. We can see that, oh God, it's like oh, a sigh of relief that Mars is coming into a soft place. This is like a completely new feeling of oh really feeling suddenly we can have emotions because mars brings energy to wherever it is so when mars comes out of the the fuss and noise excitement cleverness trickster area of Gemini into the softness and the emotional landscape of cancer it is going to be quite a sigh of relief but things are going to change because we are going to have this swelling of emotion and and empathy too so it's a very different feel to what we've been experiencing lately. Even though Mars is going to allow us to bring about all our emotional values and our caring qualities and our family to the forefront of things, um, this is like quite a dynamic week for Mars. Anyway, Mars is really in full play for the whole week, and so we begin. We began that week with the equinox on the Monday. We had the sun moving into Aries and that is the beginning of spring in the northern hemisphere. This is the beginning of autumn in the southern hemisphere. But really, it's the equinox. Um, we call it the vernal equinox because these terms have been created in the northern hemisphere. But really, it equates to both because this is a balance. So sun moving into Aries is that that identifier that's when it happens when equinox happens when we have equal night and equal day and a time when we want to bring equal balance into our own lives and really feel the balance of the earth there's something we you know we can tap into internally to bring that around yet The sun is moving into its rulership of Aries. It's like rah, here we go. There's a real, you know, tiger in the tank feeling for the sun moving into Aries at the beginning of the um, of the zodiac. But not only that, on this week, so that was on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we had the Aries new moon. And that was a new moon that happened at nought degree Aries. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal. The nought degree Aries is the beginning of the whole zodiac. And Aries is about new beginnings, or starting things. You know, the Aries um, native is the, the great beginner and not the great finisher really he's the klaxon and so this this happening at the nought degree of Aries which is the beginning of the 26,000 year wobble of of the earth if you're following tropical astrology you know the earth goes round but the that beginning was happened when we were facing eastward with the Aries sign at the vernal equinox so this is to have it at naught degrees Aries is like this is a brand new beginning. And because we've had so many changes in different signs, obviously, we've had so many kind of phenomenal changes. This is like another klaxon, like, right, we're ready. We can move on. This is this. This is it. This is going into brand new territory completely. So but Mars is actually square to this new moon. So the new moon is in Aries and Aries ruler is Mars and it's square to this Mars. So this is super powerful. This is like this is the klaxon gun at the beginning of the race. It's like and they're off. It's the it's the hair coming out of the trap and we're all following singing, cheering. We've got a betting ticket in our hand. This isn't just like, oh, yeah, we're going to begin now. This is like we we've got we've got money on this. We've got money on this race and it's starting now, so you're going to get excited. That's the feeling we're going to have for this, this energy on these aspects. So even though I've said it... It feels like, you know, we're going to go into a really soft energy of Mars in Cancer. Already, we've kind of got this massive excitement and the start of a, a race going on. So it doesn't actually feel that soft. So it feels like this emotional landscape we're going to is going to be a cracker. It's really going to be combustible. And, you know, it's not just an emotional landscape. It's like a tsunami coming in. So we have the beginning of the equinox. On Monday, just gone. Then Tuesday, the new moon. The next day, uh, which was then square to the new moon's ruler, as Mars moved in. Then into Cancer, and um, then on. Then we have the Mars's higher octave is Pluto, and Pluto then moves, changed signs also, and moves into Aquarius. So more sort of Mars style energy. So. If you like Pluto is the higher octave, it's the stuff that happens on a more group energy on a higher consciousness and um, something that we don't necessarily get to grips on a day to day level. It happens over a week or a month and you see it and it's more easy to see when you've done it, really, when it's past. But with Mars, it's happening right now in very much an earthly concern to individuals, because, of course, Mars is an inner planet and faster moving. So it's much more personal. And then, of course. Yeah, so Mars moves into Cancer on Saturday. And also, when Mars moves into, into Cancer, it is also going to trine Saturn, and Saturn's newly in to Pisces. So, Mars is going to trine Saturn as well. So, that's, that's kind of bringing in a, a bit of steady ship to, or more emotion, but more um, stability with that emotion and depth to that emotion. This has meaning. This has a reason. There's a reason why I'm feeling this way. And there's a reason why we're all going to be feeling this way. So something, it feels like something is up, something is going to happen to make everyone get to grips with their emotions and go, wow, I feel this. I really feel this, not just on a personal level, but humanity feeling it. Because, of course, Pluto is in Aquarius, which is humanity and the higher octave of Mars. So Mars really is the man. He's a he man. And, you know, Mars is the masculine aspect as well. But last week when this was all going on, these these Mars, Marsian, Martian Martian um, moves, um, it's literally, you know, Mars was really highly active. So when he enters cancer, it's not, phew, here we can just feel lovely emotions and stuff. This is like super kind of... Um, wrought emotions really they're being forced out of you and we're being forced to look at how we feel so I want to think what does this mean for your own Mars energy and where is it placed in your own chart because Mars is very important in our charts for the amount of energy we have what we put our energy into and also how we set goals and what drive we have in life but also Mars is also very important for sinistry. So, bearing in mind the changes around Mars that's happening, there is this idea here that relationships or who you're kind of com- connected to is going to change, and you're going to feel differently about that. So, um, not just that, you know, also your goals and your projects, you might be feeling differently about what goals or projects you've set yourself. Now, try you've got to look where Mars, the planet, is in your in your um, chart. What sign is it in? What house is it in? So then that can, you know, two different things, the sign and the house to what flavour it's going to bring and then what is aspecting your Mars? And then you can also look at what what is it aspecting in your partners? Where does your Mars sit in your partners chart? um And also, what house does Mars rule? Now, M- Mars is is the Aries house. So wherever Aries is in your chart, of course, if you're using Placidus or even Whole Sign, you'll see where Aries, where Aries is in your chart, and that is the area what's going to get a shed load of energy coming at it. Forced energy. You're like you have to do this. Like it's not just like, oh look, here I've got more energy to get this done. It's like, wham, right? I've got I've just got to turn right turn here and get on with really putting my energy into this so do look at that so where mars is in your house oh, sorry where mars is in your chart what sign it's in and what house it's in and what as, what is aspecting it is it a square which is kind of really kind of fruity and powerful and challenging or is it a trine which is a little bit more like layer we're working together and bringing about this energy and um what is the rulership? Where is Aries? Where is Aries in your chart as well? These are all things that are up for change right now. And I've also, because of the new moon that happened last week, you know, that, that's like, this is new beginnings as well. This is completely new and probably unexpected. With the square to the new moon, you're probably going into this idea into the next week going, why am I feeling like this? I'm forced to be emotional. And it is a cri de coeur, a pang of the heart. You see, Mars is is the warrior. He's the god of war. But, you know, obviously we're not having wars all the time, although I would say argue that globally we are. But Mars is, is the warrior. He's the masculine in full kind of dynamic leadership role. And so going into cancer, and if you liken cancer to a room in the house, it's the kitchen. It's very domestic. So how can you have a Mars the warrior coming into the kitchen? He's got a sword, he's got a gun, he's got boots on, he's got an Uzi on his back. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just completely out of place. Mars in cancer, kind of, you look at that and go, that doesn't really work. The emotions that this, this... kind of warrior brings into the kitchen you can imagine it is really stirring things up it's like get your fingers out of the cookie jar stop doing that um you've got mud on the floor you've you know your boots have got mud on the floor and put that in you know it's like really uncomfortable energy to have this huge warrior coming home or coming into the kitchen into the domestic coming into the family which is all kind of sweet and sentimental and quiet mars is completely out of place in cancer in that sense and i'm saying this as a mars in cancer native there are several problems with mars in cancer there's some good things but there are some problems because it is um yeah not a smooth entry there is so much heightened passions about um, your family where you come from your connections and we are not going to be able to ignore this because Mars is now trying to Saturn so it's in the understanding and the re- the wisdom, the reasoning to these emotionals. So it enables this to be very powerful. You know, you're justified in thinking or feeling this way. And also the, um, the square to the new moon. It is really providing a right. This is a new avenue for my emotions. And so you think this is like, right, I'm, the warrior has come home to the kitchen. I mean, you think, what does the warrior do? What does the soldier do when he comes home from war? <laughs> yeah. He comes home from what, and of course, the first thing, well, you know, get the kids out of the way. The first thing you do when you get home, they go and have sex. Mars in cancer wants to have sex. And 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 you know, that's that's that powerful here we are, I'm I'm ready for it, in a kind of um unexpected way. It's 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 passion, it's sexuality in a um and again, not, not, it is out of place, but it's uh too much, it's a bit extra for where it is. So it's like you know, you're having a love, it's like having sex on the kitchen table, it's it's like right there in 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 um, the, not well, not as necessarily it's the wrong place, but in a place that you wouldn't normally, it's not designed for. So. This brings us back to the sinistry idea of Mars, you know, that that, you know, Mars in cancer can really inject quite a lot of passion and sexuality into what you're doing. And obviously the chi energy, your chi is going to be working for you in whatever way you want to direct it with Mars in cancer. So you can put lots more power, sexual power, which is chi into your projects or whatever you wherever it is in your chart, you can give energy to. Um, but remember, so in the synastry, Mars is who you like, what you like, what you're what you're going for, who you admire, and and it's your outward looking um, energy, what you're looking for on the outside, and you know it's what someone walks in the door and you go ding dong, who is that? That's Mars. You that's you admiring you looking at someone, whereas Venus in your chart and in synastry is. Being admired, how you might magnetize people, maybe completely unaware, but maybe, maybe in a complete strategic way. Um, but you know, Venus is incoming almost, and Mars is outgoing. It is an outward going energy. So having made all those changes, Mars is now bringing us so many extra opportunities to rekindle some flirty fun in the home or re-look at people, see somebody in a completely different way, see somebody that you see on a daily basis you've never looked at before and suddenly you go, whoopee-doo, hello, hello, I'm, I recognise you, have seen you in a different way now, see you in a new light and uh, open some doors to passion. And I always feel like Mars in Cancer is like that scene in Gone with the Wind, my favourite film. Apologies if you've not seen it, but you may recognise the imagery from it. When Scarlet has been caught in a clinch with Ashley, even though she's married to Clark Gable, to Rhett. And she's, and, and it, was a, it was an innocent clinch, but they were caught. It wasn't so innocent, but it wasn't, um, by my modern standards, it wasn't innocent it was innocent by by then it was horrendous and because she doesn't understand that there's they're about to start a war they're having these secret meetings and Rhett says you're going out tonight and she's like no I'm not I can't go out and he's like put you're going out and you're going out now and she's like, I can't because she's so shamefaced. he's like no you're going out so he hands her this red fluffy dress it's just incredible it's like the vaudeville the burlesque dress that she you know she's got to wear he says put that on I'm taking you out I'm dropping you off at wherever it is she's got to put it on she's like God, i can't and so the scene is when she turns up at this house where all the women are kind of having a knitting meeting and it's a secret knitting meeting because the men are going off to discuss the war and it's all secret so the women are all in this house pretending to do their needlework so cancer all the women together all doing needlework and scarlet walks in in a red vaudeville dress and they all look at, her and you know, it's like that moment when your jaw just literally hits the floor. Like, how how can she do this? How how has she got so much shame, or not enough shame, to to actually come in after being caught kiss, caught in a clinch? She's coming in in a vaudeville dress into this knitting circle. It's just like oh, really quite a shocking moment. It's it's a great film, you know, like reliving that in many astrological ways but she comes in and just as all the women are starting to go really bitchy at her um along out comes melanie wilkes ashley ashley wilkes um wife and ashley come i mean and melanie um walks forward and goes darling scarlet scarlet's come to help us and extends this wonderful hand of empathy, caring, coming to our group, come and come and join us, even though she must look completely outrageous and compared to everyone else. The actual scorned wife, the wife that's been affronted, comes forward to help um, Scarlet. And that is exactly how I see Mars coming into Mars is Scarlet in the red dress, Mars is red the red vaudeville dress, out of place, coming into the knitting circle and actually being welcomed. She's dressed as a firecracker, and Mars is the firecracker. But yet these women, half of them are just being, oh my God, I can't accept this. But one of them allows them in, and so they all have to accept her into their circle. So you see, with Mars, in Cancer, there is this kind of out-of-place out of, um, sexuality. And it reminds me of... A girlfriend I had, who I used to model with, and who shall remain nameless. But we used to model together. We'd go to castings and things. We'd pair up and go and go and have a coffee. And you know, generally, uh, she was my wingman. And she would. We were both six for going out on the modelling scene. And we had a casting at Aquascutum. And for some reason that Aquascutum casting was with the chairman or the ceo and i mean that's kind of unheard of it's a bit creepy actually because why would the ceo of Aquascutum be having a casting why isn't it the marketing department who would be using the girl in their photography but no it had to be it wasn't actually a photography it was a um, um in the showroom modeling as they did then before the age of digital so um My friend and I went along to this casting and he had an office in Aquascutum was opposite where Burberry is now, but Aquascutum was the Burberry of its day. And he had a corner office on Regent Street. Look on one side, you could look up Regent Street and on the other, you could look down onto Piccadilly Circus. I mean, a phenomenal, amazing office. And so we came into his office and we both sat down together and he's like, oh, you're seeing you both together. And he's chatting to us and it became to my attention that I wasn't getting any attention, Miss Leo. <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't he? Why is he directing all this conversation at Cathy? And I thought, well, I'm probably quite a good aquascutum person. I probably got classic looks. So maybe I thought I was quite probably up for getting that job. And um, but he was just completely looking at her and I thought, well, she's got the job then. I what? Like, but why? And I looked over, looked across, and my friend had her boob out. She was sitting there in a salmon pink jumpsuit, um, with it undone to the waist. And you know, Dollar, uh, that band Dollar. She looked, you know, had all her hair backcombed to pie heaven, and she was wearing this salmon pink jumpsuit, and it was undone to the waist, and her boob was out. And I just looked across and went oh my god you know that that's that's sort of sexuality out of place and um but I say out of place she got the job she got the job and I didn't and my agency used to say to me why don't you smile (laughs) anyway she got the job and I was thinking this when I was thinking about the Scarlet O'Hara coming into that, you know, out of place sexuality and Mars in Cancer. And I have Mars in Cancer. And I thought, I bet my friend has Mars in Cancer. So I looked up her chart. And of course, she has Mars at 29 degrees Cancer because she did this all the time. Of course, she did this all the time. You know, that I've, you know, she would be her sexuality was was powerful and she used it and she always had it in the wrong place and always it's the cat amongst the kid, pigeons. The other women didn't like it. But I was her mate and I benefited from this as well. But I'm Mars in Cancer, but she had it at 29 degrees. And, you know, we've talked about the 29 degrees. It's the crisis point. It forces the issue. She had to push her sexuality into people's faces, really, and into the wrong situations she was like the living embodiment of scarlet going into that room at at every moment and she was quite naughty she was my my best friend for a long time and she was loads of fun but there was that side to her and um so you say well i i have mars in cancer as well and but my mars was conjunct my mother's pluto so my mars although there might have been a bit of that the idea that my Mars, my, well, certainly you have Mars in Cancer, your Mars, the warrior, women are going to react badly to that. Women are going to feel that and feel uh, uh, irritated by it. It is irritating to women, Cancer, to have Mars there. And um, I noticed this, but also because I have, I'm, my Mars is sitting exact on my mother's Pluto, which is opposite her Mars. And of course, The Mars in cancer will also have connotations of problems with the mother. Wherever Mars is in your chart, you will be experiencing probably irritations or causing irritations. So when you have Mars in cancer, it may be irritations with your mother uh, and, you know, um, a crazy or um, unstable mothering. And I think because my Mars was on Pluto and opposite her Mars, that's the, the, the part I got with Mars in Cancer. But my friend, 29 degrees Mars in Cancer, woo, that was some firecracker to be sure. But please let me caveat that because not every Mars in cancer is going to be a firecracker, but there is an out of place power, a bit of a brass neck, a bit of a um I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> kind of attitude to Mars in cancer, like um, not so much a foot in mouth, but um, pre- prepared to challenge or um you know, walk into a situation and face it. There's a bravery going on there as well. So I was looking up some um, Mars in cancer celebrities and, you know, Chris Hemsworth is the top of that list. Uh, Also, Reese Weatherspoon, Matthew Goode, Stanley Tucci, Imogen Poots, Sean Bean. He definitely is a bit of a firecracker, we have to say. Um, Alan Rickman. Tilda Swinton and she's kind of got a power that's kind of unusual and uh it's not misplaced but it's um certainly you know it's it's she's seems like a really nice person but she you know she looks like she can be quite confronting uh and and brave and challenging there's also Graham McTavish he's this Scotsman in um Outlander Uh, He's quite the tough ones. He's probably definitely got Mars in Cancer. And then Zendaya. Zendaya, I love her. She's definitely a firecracker. So there's a few Mars in Cancer people. So we've got Mars in Cancer for the next um, month or so. I'll tell you the date when it's leaving. Uh, Mars is going to be in Cancer until the 20th of May. So we've got all that time now to really give some energy to our passions and maybe keep our passions and our empathy closer to home. Look after ourselves. This is a really good time for self-care as much as, you know, it's like put on your own gas mask first, but care for those around you and your home. Come on, we can... Get some really good energy into sorting out your home and uh, redecorating your home, you know, putting some energy into cooking, to recipes, sorting out the kitchen cupboard, you know, really give that some energy. It's got to be closer to home. It's got to be in the home. But also to be kind of brave with maybe some of the emotional issues, be brave, speak up, but also be kind, you know, think, think about things from the other person's point of view before speaking. I think and then it'll be a cinch the whole couple of months so I hope you enjoyed listening to that let me know if you have any Mars in Cancer stories um I'd really love to hear them and I'll see you next week thank you <laughs>